0: So one time when I was, I think I was going like Jack, when I was 18, I went, I used to always go to the Colorado River in Arizona, in Arizona, not in, in Arizona. And um, one night I, it was completely pitch black and I'd been on the jet skis and the boats and swimming all day and playing in the sun. And I just didn't want to come in because the water was so warm. There was a gentle breeze and there was no sun, but it was just absolutely such a beautiful summer night. So I'm waiting in the water. I have water up to my neck and it was just so calm. And then all of a sudden, something
1: came behind
0: me underwater and knocked me forward so fast and hard. That whatever it was, it was powerful, and you didn't have to tell me twice. I was swimming to get out of that that lake so fast, or the river, excuse me, because whatever it was was so powerful that it just was such thrust and force, knocked me forward so fast. And you know, you think about it, when you're inside water up to your neck, that's that's a powerful animal, um, or aquatic animal to actually push a whole human being that fast against a huge wall of water you know so anyways I've been searching and searching for years to find out what type of fish could have done that because I was starting to think it was such a strong thrust it hit me on the back of my calf I was thinking uh could it have been a shark because it was right around that that pivotal point that they were starting the scientists were starting to um and oceanographers were starting to notice that there were starting to be some types of saltwater sharks coming into freshwater for um for more food so i was really scared because i mean i'm a fish uh i love water i love all types of water fresh saltwater swimming pools creeks you know, streams, you name it, I'm there, I love water, right? So that was a huge hindrance in my, um, I guess, my, in my exploration as a young girl growing up. Because uh, it really, really, it, it jarred my, my, my focus and it scarred my memory. And it, it really just shook my entire core up. Because I never found out what that was. I never told anybody about it when I went back to camp. I'm sure it must have looked as white as as a ghost. (laughs) But, you know, because I didn't think anyone would believe me, for one, you know. They'd be like, yeah, right, Jen, you know. So I just didn't say anything. So um, I think I've done a podcast on this um, issue before. But I've got, I think I have the answer tonight. I am such a huge, avid fan of Mr. Jeremy Wade. He's just such a huge attribute to the science community in terms of aquatic life and so i watch him a lot whenever i can and i can you know just get a hold of his series and just you know mega watch it just because i'm always searching for that answer and he was he was called to italy and um to garda um to garda italy g-a-r-d-a because they were saying some of the locals there were saying that they were seeing some, some type of Loch Ness uh, sea monsters, and something of that type. They, they said it was a huge, like, dark serpent with bubbles. So, um, Mr. Wade, the the aquatic scientist, had traveled all over. Well, first he went to Sweden and to the Baltic Sea, and he thought maybe it was a sturgeon, and then he ruled that out. And then he was um, then he went to Garda, Italy and he he was stunned to find out that the local fishermen they normally fish for carp, carpe, but that they were the local fishermen were saying that their uh, carp was being eaten eaten up by um slurdo. Is it called Slurdo Surlo, surlo. Yeah, Surlo Yeah, Surlo. And I guess Surlo means torpedo, but in the American Anglo language, for the American fishermen, that would mean um, wells catfish. And so uh, Mr. Wade had been given regional um, verification for clearance to be able to go and fish by one of their man-made dams because they said that those, those types of catfish, they get huge and they like the fresh oxygen next to the water. So he pulled one up, and it was huge. And, I mean, so I researched it myself, and I went and I asked Google, do Wells catfish uh, hunt humans as prey? And they said that, yes, they can. And so I think I just, because this Wells catfish that Mr. Wade, Jeremy Wade caught, was just freaking, fuck, huge. I mean, that, and his mouth was wide enough to swallow a small dog, you know? So I think that, and I'm so happy that, um, I hope that I figured this out. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty like 99% sure that I think that, um, a Wells catfish had bumped my leg in Lake Havasu trying to, you know, see if I was prey or not, <laughs> dude, but I'm just glad to find out that, you know. I finally figured that out. Um, And no, Wells catfish, I'm not prey. Neither is Jack. So anyways, I've got to get back to Mr. Jeremy Wade. And uh, thank you for listening to this podcast, and happy fishing.